Hey, 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 it's the Hoops Talk. Hello, hello, everybody. We are back. And I have, of course, Karen and Kendall here. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Nice. And we have, I don't know, I feel like a weight has been lifted somewhere in the universe. <laughs> I'm all the scale, don't say it, but yes. <laughs> I do feel like, you know, some transition happened um, to cause us all to feel a little less anxious. You know, I'm just, not saying I'm not saying we're 100 percent not anxious, but it's just this feeling has of turning a page. One virus has gone. The virus is still here. Yeah, that's true. But no, I no, think- I mean, but one of them, there was two. We were in. Oh, too. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, I think the other virus is like a herpes. I think it's like going to flare up later. We just don't see it right now. <laughs> I have a feeling that there's a comeback story uh, trying to unfold. Um, if you if you don't know what we're alluding to, we're alluding to uh, the inauguration that just happened of the Biden Harris crew. Um, and the fact that, I don't know, feels like we're turning a page a little bit in, in our world, you know, I'm not going to hold my breath, but still it's feeling a little bit better. Um, Karen, you are braiding your hair right now, live on the show. Tell me, how is it going in San Francisco? Um, you know, every time you ask me, I have nothing exciting to talk about, except I'm bored. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but a fun little plug I want to share because it's been a discussion this past week and I want to give some shout outs to my sister. She Mm. was an executive producer for a few episodes on Bling Empire on Netflix. It's a crazy rich Asians Netflix show. You know, my Asian folks have been talking about, I don't know about outside, but it was number 10 globally on Netflix, number four in the U S so please watch it represent. Awesome. Claps for my sissy poo. Chrissy Teigen tweeted about Bling Empire. So we got excited about that this morning. And I just wanted to kind of share that with everybody. How exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I remember she was gone for a little bit because she lives in Los Angeles too. And when I lived in LA, we, you know, I, you would come visit and we would all hang out. And I knew she was gone for a while filming that show in particular. Oh no, that show was LA. That was local. Oh, that was LA. Okay, um, maybe I was. The other one was Atlanta. Atlanta. Little people, little women. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So she. So that one was in LA. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. That's so exciting. Good for her. Mm -hmm. I haven't watched it, but um, yes, I've been seeing actually a lot of you know good stuff coming out, like memes and people saying it's it's a reality show. You know, a lot of people say it's just like Shaws of Hollywood. One okay. One of the girls goes to the same exact plastic surgeon as Kylie because they have the same face. So, you know, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's fun and it's fun for me, I think, just to see more Asian representation because it's just. Yeah. Lacking. So. Sure. Oh, my gosh. OK, cool. I like it. I will. I will check it out for sure. For sure. Kendall, we were just talking about your braid as well there in Utah. So how is it going? Oh, God. Yeah, I need a haircut real bad, but I'm a little bit nervous to uh, to go get one here because I feel like I'm just going to come out with a bigger braid. Uh- <laughs> big love, big braid salon. 
Big love, big braids. Yeah. <laughs> BLBP. <laughs> uh, yeah. Other than that, I'm just chilling, working, trying to not get too bored. You know, yeah. I, I feel know. like I've slept a little better now since the 20th. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to talk. I, we're talking about the inauguration in a minute because that is our Super Bowl. We fucking worked. <laughs> For this inauguration, I, let me tell you. So we're going to be talking about that because there were some things that happened that I'm just like, we, we must discuss. Um, yeah, that's good. I mean, I feel like a lot of people have reached this, like, I need to do something. Or I need, like, I even have felt like, I mean, I feel bad for my husband only because he's the only person I have to, like, throw my energy at. I don't have, like... Normally, you know, no more, the you know, pe- no more pets, no more pets. Um, I talk a lot to the birds. That is true. <laughs> the hawks came back the other day and I saw the crows and I was like, what up? My binoculars. And I'm like, the fuck yo's. What about the coyote? <laughs> Haven't seen the coyote in a long time. Um, he died. <laughs> maybe he might've gone like somewhere else for the winter. He, she, I don't know what, what, uh, what gender fluid they are but now we i haven't seen uh the jackrabbits i haven't seen them in a while so um i think yeah i mean it's winter we had okay here's the one crazy i'm gonna just say one crazy thing about my neighborhood there was an explosion <laughs> down the street from us like maybe like a, not that far right we can't see it because all like uh, the terrain in our neighborhood is like there's hills and people's houses. And so, you know, everybody kind of has their own views. Um, but this house had been what we found out had, had been under construction for f- the past 15 years and it was still like wood. And I mean, it wasn't like developed. It just l- exploded at 4 a.m. and created a fireball that shot up into the air. You would think like it was the hobbit middle earth mordor whoa yeah and i we didn't i heard boom boom at four in the morning i woke up and i'm like what and i see this light and i'm thinking to myself well we have the moon comes out really bright and it like lights up the the area but this was more of a spotlight so it looked almost like you know when they put construction lights up uh in the morning so that people can work on the roads and then we're, I was like, what is that? So my husband gets up, looks out the, uh, you know, he comes down to the end of the house and he's like, there's a huge fireball in the sky. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like, should I call 911? What do we do? And he's like, no, the firemen are already there. Someone already called 911. And so we're just like, the power went out on the entire neighborhood because apparently a fire uh, can use the power line when the power is on to like travel. So they have to turn off the whole grid and we had our flashlights, you know, we're just like, Oh my God. And then you could see embers and um, it was insane. So that happened at four in the morning <laughs> and the next day, or it was in the morning. So later that day, um, my husband was like, Hey, you should take a walk just to see what the house is. It, no, it is like a toothpick that had been burned. And I'm, and I keep seeing cars driving. And I'm like, why are cars keep driving down the road to see like, there's nothing there. Well, I found a news clipping about it on the internet. And they have a picture. 
center of this fireball that extended so high in the sky. You could, you could see it in the entire valley and you could see the fire from like 29 palms, which is at least Whoa. like 30 miles away from us. Oh, <laughs> Dude, it was crazy. That's how we met one of our neighbors too. They're like, this is probably not the best way to meet, but hi neighbor. <laughs> oh my God. That's Luckily, nuts. y'all's house is okay. Yeah. 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 Well, let me tell you, we, so it was, it's been super windy all day yesterday. Like the wind was howling, like it literally howls. But luckily that day the of the fire that didn't, there was no wind. So pretty much the explosion went up in the Thank air. Thank God. I know. Cause I was getting nervous. Cause I could see the embers. You could see like it, fire was like in the sky. You guys have to build a <laughs> moat just in case like you're in the <laughs> desert. It's fire season, anything to stop it in its tracks. I don't, uh, you know, I think, I hope not. I, we were far enough, but yeah, like. I actually thought that maybe the, cause we have a, we have the mountain in the back that's boulders. And I'm like, oh my God, did one of the boulders fall off the mountain? But no, because of the boom, but no, it was a gigantic fireball in the sky. Can so imagine though, like a boulder just rolling through your house, <laughs> passing by. I have had nightmares. <laughs> I've had nightmares. It's definitely been adventures in homeownership. In like, not an apartment, not in the city, not like it totally in nature and having all these things. So uh, sorry if it's a little bit boring to talk about, but it's my life right now. And I'm just like, oh yeah, I had a fire that looked like the Middle Earth Hobbit um, Mordor (laughs) explosion. It was insane. That's more exciting than working from home five days a week. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, <laughs> cooler than anything I've got going on. Yeah, it's like, oh, this week I went to the gas station. <laughs> After a month. Flavored chip this week. <laughs> uh, I know. I mean, I although I will say I kind of do wish that it just like slows down a little bit. Like I could use less excitement just for a little bit. Like, you know, because the inauguration happened and then like, it was my first night that I felt I was going to get full sleep and then 4 a.m. fireball. So, you know, I just, I just needed to chill. The not not yet, chill. Liz. Not yet. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's like everything's just trying to rejigger itself, I guess. Um, but yeah, so that's what's happening in the desert. So with that, I'll move into house cleaning as we normally do. Um, make sure you download the Good News Radio and podcast app and please subscribe or like us on Spotify. And then there's other podcast places that you can go and review and listen to us. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at the Hoops Talk Pod. And we're also on Instagram at the hoops talking. So you can follow us there. You can DM us, you can chat with us, um, doing some more reels and stories and whatever. And, you know, just, those are some places you can reach us. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about the super bowl of 2021, which is actually the inauguration. So we will be right back. And we are back. So, okay. So I know the Super Bowl is coming next month. I know this for a fact because I have a client who works in fantasy football. So I believe it's February 7th. It is. 
I have no idea who is even in contention for <laughs> the real is. Super Bowl. Would you like to know? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bucks, or the Packers. Okay. And who who are we thinking is going to be yeah. in the um, Super Bowl? I mean, it's really up in the air. Here's okay. what I'm hoping. Well, okay. I either Chiefs or Bills, I'll be happy with either, but I re- want the Packers rather than the Bucks because Tom Brady. Oh, so. he's still there? He's on the Bucks. This was his first year with the Bucks. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That well, whole thing. I, the Green Bay Packers, are they the Cheddarheads? Yes. <laughs> okay. So I, I will go with them. Yeah. And Pat Mahomes is on the Chiefs, right? I thought he got an injury or concussion. What? He's good. He's cleared. Okay. Whoa. Okay. NFL type cleared, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Counted 10. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So so for me, in just my knowledge, I would say the Packers and the Chiefs Mm -hmm. is who I would like to see because I like Pat Mahomes Mm -hmm. and I like cheese. Yeah. So I like that. Let's okay. Get some Super Bowl squares on. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's definitely do some Super Bowl squares. All right. I'm going to get on it. <laughs> I know all the time in the world. Um, okay. But other than the actual NFL Super Bowl that's happening, we had the Super Bowl of our lives this past Wednesday. It was the Biden Harris inauguration. And it just gave me so much life. Can I tell you that I prepared, I bought a bottle of champagne. I mm-hmm. baked a cake. You can see it on my social that said, si se puede, Biden e Harris. And I almost ran out of space. So it got a little crazy on the cake. It was a delicious cake, by the way. Um, and I bought white roses and I set up my, my table and I sat down as soon I woke up to see that dumb Cheeto bitch get on the helicopter and get the fuck out. Cause I was like, I waited for this moment. <laughs> I've been waiting to see you ass dragged. I don't know what they did with Baron. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, where was he? He's been missing for years. Let's be honest. <laughs> I seriously, someone said that, uh, cause they write a note. Each president will write a note to the, the incoming president. And they said, the note said feed Baron twice a day. <laughs> Damn. I saw the meme, you know, in, uh, in home alone when the mom finally realizes that Kevin's gone and she turns the camera. Uh, <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> Somebody was like, this is Melania, but with Baron once, once they played it. <laughs> Uh, and I think it's, I mean, honestly, I do feel like this is a, a Super Bowl for us. Like, this is like, we have all worked really hard in the past, you know, uh, you know, four years actually to bring to light this administration and wanting, you know, to work for change. And then we doubled down um, last year with working with grassroots organizations, with ha- using our platform so that we could talk more about voting and having people who are, you know, were, were in these organizations to tell us how we can do better. And then Kindle, you know, working on the voters playbook. Um, and totally, we understand that the work's not over. You know, we uh, like, we still have to look at the local level. I, I mean, understanding that, uh, 
Senator Warnock is going to have to be elected again. I think like next year, he's going to have to go back in that whole cycle. Um, so, you know, we under, we understand that, but I think like, I just felt like the inauguration was a moment that we could really just try to celebrate something. And I wasn't going to feel guilty about it or start thinking about all the work we still need to do and what still needs to be done. You know, I was just going to like sit back and I was going to enjoy all the monochromatic looks that we got the looks. I mean, this was female empowerment, the walk, the looks, the grace, the power, the international implications of seeing Michelle Obama. I wish she had walkout music. When those doors opened, I wish she had some walkout music because it would have been, that would have just been the cherry on the cake. Let me tell you, she's royalty. Yes. That is royal. Yeah. Goddess. Goddess. All of them. I mean, Kamala, uh, the first lady, uh, Dr. Jill Biden, um, even the performers like uh, uh, J-Lo wearing all white, um, Amanda Garman in her like yellow. yellow and all of the Biden family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. They brought I it. was just like, damn, this is Sneakers. Yes, the sneakers. That was Amina. Um, husband, Biden's right? granddaughter was wearing some like dunk lows or something mm-hmm. like that. And then you had Mina Harris's husband <laughs> casually strolling behind <laughs> with his like $2,000 Dior or whatever. Mm. Like, mm. I mean, it, it was, yeah, the Dior Jordans, I believe yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Those are. <sighs> yeah. So they were not messing around. They were not the looks alone, child. I was like gasping. Yeah. I mean, in that gasping. weather, coats are us. It had to be the mm. coat. The coat was key. well. Even um, Hillary, her oh. coming out with her yeah. suit and her coat. Oh, I will tell you the 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 one moment that truly like just gripped me. Aside from like gasping and all these monochromatic looks was uh, Supreme Justice uh, Sotomayor, Sonia Sotomayor, swearing in Kamala Harris. Uh, to oh, me, I was just so like, good. I cried. I was crying. I was like, on, oh, my God. On oh my Thurgood's, God. it was Thurgood's Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Marshall mm-hmm. Thurgood's. I believe Biden got sworn in on the Cheesecake Factory menu. Did you guys- <laughs> That was actually the Sanderson sisters' spell book. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> book of reference i don't know <laughs> it was a harry potter like book of beasts <laughs> book of monsters it was ginormous i was like the hell man apparently it's a bible that's been in his family since like the 1800s and it's one that he's been sworn on sworn in on for every swearing in how does. do you move with that <laughs> how do you travel <laughs> like, how do you check that in her arms she's over there like struggling <laughs> I know it's funny because later they were presented with like these crystal vases and they're supposed to be like 30 pounds each. And I'm like, well, if they could lift that book, then they're fine with these vases. These vases ain't got nothing on that book. Um, But yeah, that to me was like such a it was it was, you know, such a it was not maybe not the moment. But for me, it was the moment because I was just like, wow, like she's a first female uh, 
African-American, Indian-American woman to be vice president. So we didn't just get a woman. We got a woman that represents so much of like our country. Oh yeah. There's other things too, right? She's a stepmom. So blended family, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that's just it. There's so much unheard of-ness. Oakland born daughter of immigrants. I mean, just come on. She's you. HBCU. That's right. That's right. I mean, I'm reading her book, the one with the little pigtails on it. And it's just interesting to hear like how she grew up. And um, I don't know, it it just, it feels good to have someone in leadership that you will be empathetic to our needs, not just as a female, but with so much uh, blended, you know, background. She was her mom. Her mom predominantly raised her too, right? Like single yeah. parent household. Yeah. You know, well, they, she would go back and forth with her dad, but it was mostly her mom in Oakland. And then I believe her mom received um, an opportunity to work, I think, in Canada. So in like Montreal or something, because they moved and they want, and um, she wanted them to learn French. So like to speak like Montreal. And so they had to learn that. And yeah, it's, I'm not in the, I haven't finished the book yet. I kind of know how it ends, but <laughs> it was interesting seeing. If you witnessed how it ends. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I witnessed the second book starting yeah. uh, on Wednesday. Um, but yeah, so uh, that was, you know, just having that was just like this feeling. And, and overall, I mean, like, Lady Gaga singing the national anthem. I think that has really big implications too, because I know like the LGBTQ community is, she's like an advocate there. Um, and so that kind of have, you have that representation. Um, and the then, mocking Jay on her brooch. That was a big bird. Well, did you, did you pull out your, your bird? I did. I was like, oh, what is that? I'm going to log this bird. My <laughs> I gotta go log the bird right now that Lady Gaga has on her. Uh, there was also, okay, so J-Lo had a, this line is your line, America the Beautiful, Let's Get Loud remix. Yeah. She sang. I she don't sure have a did. problem with it. I didn't either. I just, it kind of took me out guard a little bit. I was like, yeah. Who's she telling that to? She's she's like spoke Spanish, said a couple things in Spanish, and I was just living for it. I was like, you know what? If you have this platform and you're J Lo and you're showing representation, you're showing she looked like Sheila E. Realness. Yeah, like you know, she was very much uh, Prince in the Revolution happening there in like her white sitch. Yes. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I'd probably say something too. You know, I'd be like, listen to the hoop stock. Bitch, she JLo. Okay. It's okay. And she's excited. Everyone's excited. Everyone was just pumped yeah. to get that asshole out. So pumped. Yeah. So pumped. pumped. I mean, Amy Klobuchar was pumped. Like she was like a badger ready. She was just like fucking inauguration. Like she was so pumped, man. Like her smile was ear to ear and she was ready to go. Like and when I said Joe, you said Biden. <laughs> right? <laughs> Seriously, like, damn. It, she was part of the uh, the committee. She was like chairing the committee that did the inauguration. She did a oh, great which, job. oh my God, that whole committee, like that whole, I mean, I don't know if it, because it was monumental to getting like trash out. Mm, I thought true. that was a great production, period. Which I love that Jake Tapper said, oh, by the way, yes, there was a deep cleaning of the White House. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear they only have five hours to do it. 
Well, yeah, yeah because, because they didn't let them in. They do a lunch that yeah. gives them more time to like move all their stuff in and clean, but they, because they can't all be in the same room, they had to get rid of the lunch and then hustle mode. Yeah. Well, on top of it, they weren't invited. Like the uh, administration beforehand was not uh, giving them access. Yeah. So also I think a very important moment was Amanda Gorman yeah, she Woo! is the moment. Oh. the best moment. Los Angeles, right. Los Angeles right, right native. Right LA. Yep. Poet laureate reciting The Hill We Climb, which is available on April 27th. Pre-order. Get For her. Two. Yeah, exactly. Give it as gifts. Make sure she gets paid for that work. She was amazing. Um, I've seen her now. I saw Anderson Cooper interview. I saw her that one. Yep. I was, I would be gushing just like Anderson. I mean, she is just yeah, really awesome. Cool. She's awesome. Um, I also saw her on PBS interview. That she, one. Oh yeah. She's awesome. Like there's so much about her. It's so great to see. And, um, yeah, buy her book. I'm excited. I already pre-ordered. I pre-ordered um, the, the because the poem was just amazing. You know, when she's saying, I, I mean, I'm not going to recite it because I don't have it in front of me and I don't, I don't have it memorized, but please go and find and re, re-watch her reading it. Read it yourself. Buy the book. It, she was just, and I believe Dr. Jill Biden was who found, worked, yeah. found her. And, Owes her, yeah. Which is awesome because- this is a first lady who was a, t- a teacher. You know, she worked as a teacher and a- she still she is. She's yeah. still going to oh, work. Okay. Yeah. She's still, she's still going to work. So, and you know, we did talk about this in our last um, episode about how people need to like, think about how teachers are being paid and how they're being looked at in the society, in society and culturally and what they do for the country and for our youth and, and beyond. And I think she's going to be, it's going to be great to have her. And I, I'm curious to see what her platform is going to be. I know be best, just like, I don't know how you follow that, but <laughs> maybe, you, maybe you can find a way to follow up be best. Um, so I'm hoping and excited to see what she's also going to. And our first gentleman. Oh, yes. Doug, Doug, did you, you see? Tell he's so jazzed. He's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> Have I you seen? would be. I don't know what interview it was. I totally spaced, but um, Kamala was asked if she Googled him prior to dating, right? And <laughs> she admitted she did, and he was like, "What?" Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a blind date, right? Yeah. Oh shit! Got up by a friend or something. Yeah. And- it's awesome. Why don't you set me up with somebody good like Doug? (laughs) All right, let's put that on your yeah. Make that the criteria. He's got to be Doug. Doug. (laughs) All right, I will get on that. You're gonna have to zoom date. I don't know how that works. I mean, we were just talking about how men can't handle pain and have horrible feet, so I don't know how we can get to a Doug. A needle in a haystack. You're gonna have to bring a magnet to find that needle in a haystack. metal detector <laughs> will do will do will do get on that get on that 
And then as soon as, you know, they were working, you know, as the same time, because she, because um, VP uh, Kamala Harris had to swear in the three new senators. So the person, Alex Padilla, who's taking over her position um, as senator in California, um, uh, Senator Warnock from Georgia and Senator John Ossoff from uh, Georgia as well. So she swore them in and that was exciting. We got to see that. historical. Historical or historical, if you count Whoa. her, yeah. <sighs> right? first woman vice president, mm-hmm. swearing in the first California's first Latino mm-hmm. senator, which is wild mm-hmm. to me. Wild, it's completely insane to me. Insane. And or Georgia's first black senator, which mm-hmm. is also completely wild. Insane. To me. And then mm-hmm. Georgia's first Jewish Jewish senator, mm-hmm. right? It's so like a whole big thing. It's like literal history. Like it's so funny to think that a week prior. We were seeing the QAnon shaman and that whole foolery insurrection happening. And it did not do anything, nothing to stop what happened last Wednesday when history of that nature was made. And I got to say, hallelujah, hallelujah, because I'm like, where are you now? Yeah. Where are you now? No pardons, no pardons. All of a sudden... My president sent me there. Why is this happening to me? And it's like, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Even with all the big strides we have, there's many more to go. Because as we know, as Kamala moves up, that means there is no black woman senator. And that just sucks. For for people to move up, that there's like nothing. Like, yeah, it's just kind of. We got a lot lot to do. It's we got a lot to do. It's 2021 and we're still saying this is the first <sighs> blank, whatever. We're going to keep saying that. Yeah. And she had to, she had to encompass all these other firsts because. <laughs> yeah. And, and they even tried to take the whole, I mean, I remember thinking like, wow, they're trying to take away this historical moment of what she's doing in this country with this whole other impeachment and insurrection, all this other stuff. And it's like, you know, in the end now. No, we still understood what was happening and we could see what's happening. So it's like, yes, there's a lot of work to be done. That Wednesday, I chose to live in the moment and to just celebrate and be in my joy and hold space for that joy for our Super Bowl of the country and be excited um, knowing that there's still a lot of work to be done. There's still a pandemic happening. There's still unemployment rates. There's still so much to be done. Um, social justice and all that, but we have a, we've turned the page. I feel it's and, so nice to also see like a white house that's in a, whatever, I don't even remember where the VP lives, whatever, an administration where there's like yeah. love between the two yes, couples yeah. yes. that are in there. Yeah. And right. not only that, but like, it's nice to see art and music mm-hmm. and poetry okay. and all of that back. Yes. <laughs> and, and qualified people being competent. Yeah. And yeah. being thoughtful about who those qualified people yes. are, you know, uh, first transgender, uh, I forget what in the cabinet has been nominated. Um, Pete Buttigieg transportation. I mean, it, I mean, the list goes on and on. You look at his cabinet and everything that he's trying to do. And it's really trying to say like, I'm trying to 
show you that all of you are with me and in this together. I mean, so all the he was signed signed, I believe, 17, 15 or 17 executive orders undoing all the right, <laughs> all that trash. Like the DACA, the um, Muslim ban, the pipeline, Keystone Pipeline, you know, he's just so much, so Did much. You the tweets about the Paris Agreement and how stupid. Oh, fucking is. Ted Cruz and his dumbass misunderstanding. Oh my God. And, and what's Harvard her grad? Payless, uh, uh, Palin, Bobert or Bobber, whatever her name is. <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. that bitch, that dumbass. I work for the can- people of Pueblo, not the people of Paris. Are you? What? <laughs> I feel Idiot. sick. I feel sick reading. I'm just like, because I'm just like, you know, I'm not, I'm not like a politico or an analyst of politics, you know, but even I was like, I don't believe that the Paris Agreement has anything to do with the Parisians. I believe it's because that's where it's signed. Yes. And I feel like a real simple Google search or even ask Jeeves, whatever you fucking use. Don't you hire fact checkers or, or yeah. explorer, you know, whatever you use could have told you that. Their, that's their MO, right? Like I'm, I guarantee you, Cruz and them know that shit, but they're just, they know that their base doesn't. Yeah. So they're they're playing off of the fact that nobody's going to double check their work. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so it's like, I'm just going to lie and say that <laughs> we're helping the, the Parisians rather than the Texans. Nobody will know and they'll just take my word for it. Like, it's and his sick. base will. Yeah. Well, before we move on to our next segment, I also just want to give a shout out to the Bernie memes because the Bernie memes were straight fire. And let me tell you, even now when I'm like, I'm so sick of Bernie memes, if I see one more, I'm going to die. Actually, that's not true because I'll see another good one and I'm like, okay, that's a good one. I can deal with more Bernie memes. (laughs) Sit with Bernie.com. Make your own Bernie memes with family photos. Really? I love but, it. You know, yeah. There's a whole get a picture. Thing. Get a picture of you, grandpa and mom. Add a little <laughs> space in the middle and then add Bernie in. <laughs> there's like there's like Bernie knit dolls and crochet uh you know <laughs> dolls and everything. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> and then my yeah, my boyfriend's dad got had fun, so it's his grandparents. Oh my goodness. <laughs> She's showing us some pictures of her fans did with Bernie, the Bernie meme. I'm telling you, that gave me life. He was a hit. His mittens he were a hit. So unbothered. He was so un- yeah. I got he- shit to do. I, I think maybe I'll stop by this thing called an inauguration first. On my way to get my mail. Yeah. <laughs> I have to drop <laughs> I have to drop this manila folder in the mailbox. I got shit to do, guys. Can we wrap? Because I have dinner at four and right. I really need to be heading out. <laughs> and then a musical is kicking in here in about two hours. Can we? get this show on the road <laughs> i read somewhere that he he has seen the memes and he he thinks they're funny and he was like well it's just i was cold and i was trying to listen <laughs> to what was going on he really doesn't have that vermont blood in him anymore <laughs> he's a kept man but no he said he, i was trying to keep warm and i uh was trying to listen to what's going on <laughs> i was like Sounds about right. Um, so big ups to Bernie. Feel the burn. Uh, he's like a little abuelita sitting there at the carne asada when it's too cold getting in their blanket. <laughs> and I'm here for that energy. I'm there for that unbothered Bernie energy. So 
With that, thanks for listening to our recap of the inauguration. And we come back, we're going to have some sports hot takes. We'll be right back. And we are back. Okay, I'm going to say it was a kind of a quiet week in sports, at least things that I found interesting. But I do want to start out with Karen's boo, Wardell. <laughs> His government name. <laughs> Full name. Because that laid me out. So apparently, I believe it was Marcus Thompson, who is a reporter, called Steph by his government name, asking him Wardell. And Steph made this face like, excuse me? <laughs> I feel like so that's perfect. when you're in trouble and you get both names. Right. And you're like, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Does he think he's at the DMV and he's calling him by his real name? <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, what would what would make you do that as a reporter? Like, do they have like some kind of relationship? Are they good friends? No or was idea. that just like totally he's like, I'm gonna stand out today. <laughs> and I'm just I choose to go. I'm gonna call him Wardell. It's like I someone bet me in the me in the media pool that I wouldn't do it, and I'm gonna do it. I don't know, but that was funny, and I think Steph's reaction was priceless. So I really enjoyed that, and I made sure to send that via text to our text group because I knew um, Karen would be down. Um, but also breaking news, which um, Karen shared with us is that Rebecca Kaplan, the Oakland's vice mayor confirmed in a tweet that the city is working on a WNBA team for Oakland as part of the planning for the future of the arena. Karen, do you have any specifics on that? No, I mean, and I think in money, money mama section, we'll talk a little bit more what it means mm-hmm. to own a WNBA mm-hmm. team in comparison to an NBA team and profits mm-hmm. and shit like that. I love but it. It was just a Twitter thread that I happened to conversation that I happened mm-hmm. to see and I got excited mm-hmm. and had to put it out there. But I think, you know, when I was doing some research, there's been conversations for some time. So I'm okay. looking at an old article from 2017 that it's been on the uh, Warriors radar since they were planning to move to Chase and SF. Mm. So, mm. you know, we'll see. Uh, I'll dig more, but mm. um, it'll be really good to know. And I know I don't know if we even mentioned like um, Atlanta Dream being on sale and that whole conversation. Oh, they got sold, actually. Thank fucking God. Hi, Kelly. Did it actually finally happen? Yeah, I believe it finally happened. It said it was it it was sold, but I don't remember them saying who it was. But there was rumors that it could be LeBron. LeBron's name was thrown in the mix of the rumors of potential buyers and the group that he's associated with. But they haven't come out officially. I do know that it did say that they that they were sold, (laughs) and which is great. You know what? I feel like. Maybe she just was like, you know what? I want to be a racist. And to do that, I need to get rid of things that. Yeah, I can't have attention drawn to me. Yeah. I need to do my shady shit. Yeah, I want to be shady. Just get out. Yeah. She's like, you know what? It's not worth it to be in the limelight um, and people saying shit about me when I want to be a racist. Yeah, because she probably could have won her race and not have to deal with all that if she, you know, wasn't in the limelight for being a racist bitch. Exactly. Exactly. We get it. She wants to prioritize being a racist, you know, at least it's honest. 
Um, so yeah, that's exciting. The team must be excited. And I'm happy that, um, although without knowing who bought them, you never know. So yeah, who's the next? Yeah. <laughs> what, would you, uh, what would you name your, your Oakland team? Oh, that's a hard one. I've been playing around with names. Um, I had, I had one. It was like Spanish for female warrior because I wanted to go along with the whole warrior thing mm. and be more closer to like somewhat indigenous. I try to look up indigenous words. That's a, mm. that's a hard situation there because yeah, yeah, yeah. those things aren't documented, but you know, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, when they mentioned the Atlanta being sold potentially to folks in the Bay area or relocated, that would have mm. been cool. Like, Bay dreams, okay, yeah. you know, Bay dreams, you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah. Oh, on a other WNBA, doesn't like the Raiders owner want to own the Aces? Bought the, he bought oh, the they Aces. bought the Aces. Mm-hmm. He bought the Aces. That's right. It's yeah. a lot of movement going on. Yeah, I that, mean, that guy looks like a microwave baked potato. <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. I just don't understand it. Did you guys know I, this blew my mind? Because at work, we had Renee Montgomery on. Mm. for MLK Day, I Mm. didn't realize or I didn't put it together that the Atlanta dream is named after MLK's uh, dream speech. I didn't put that together until she said it. And I was like, duh. Duh. (laughs) Awesome. It wasn't till the MLK jerseys for the Hawks and someone mentioned it like, shouldn't the dream have their own MLK jersey named after the speech? (laughs) I did it. As soon as she said it, I was like, oh, my God. Makes sense. Uh, like, yeah, totally makes sense. Light turned on. I was like, OK, that makes sense. Yeah. I have I have a suggestion for the Oakland team. What about yeah. if they call them the Oakland Monarchs? Because the Monarch butterflies are like. The oh, they're ba- Yeah, but yeah. it's the whole Sack Kings and monarchy and monarchs that I don't want that association. Oh, OK, well. I mean, it is a monarch butterfly. <laughs> it's not monarchy butterfly. <laughs> but that's why they named them that. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is that I I feel like the Oakland Warrior or the Warriors are trying to rep harder Oakland than when they were actually in Oakland. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it was all Bay Area Warriors, you know? Yeah, and now and they're, like, making Kamala Harris videos about yeah. Oakland again, and this and that. Again, and- repping your race, your color, your hood when it benefits you. I know. I was kind of like, that seems sus. That's a little sus. It's sus. Because he also signed, like, Steph signed a jersey, and she's going to hang it in her. And I'm like, but you do know they play in San Francisco now, right? Like, okay. But what, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to live in my joy right now and pretend like everything's cool. But I thought that was a little bit, a little sus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So a lot of WNBA business happening. Um, Daddy Dame. What? He had a twin. His wife. Had twins. Did you somebody named him? Okay. They're yes, the I have name. it here. They pretty much are. <laughs> but okay. So it's Callie Emma. Lee Lillard and Kali. 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 Sorry. Kali. But they're spelled Lahim Lillard. The, same <laughs> the only difference, I believe, is there's two eyes on the boy's name. Yeah. Yeah. And then how come he gets the more like ethnic name and hers is like Kali Emma? 
<laughs> and he gets Khalid Lahim. Like what? <laughs> that <laughs> maybe Kelly Emma is a family name. I don't know. Emma's like know. the number two popular girl name. Really? Yeah. Oh man. Like after the state of Cali. I get that. I probably because mm. he was born in Oakland. Maybe that's the nod to Cali. But like mm. then why wouldn't you spell hers like Cali? Like a and C. His, yeah, and his mm. Kali, like however they have Well, his- maybe because they want to have the same initial so they don't gotta buy different things. It's K maybe K L L. K-E-L-L. I think uh, Kali is a beautiful name. Yeah. yeah. Kelly, it's a beautiful name. <laughs> it is, but I, 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 don't have, I don't really have like There's a Kelly Emma. It, just the fact you have twins that have the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like they couldn't do a longer version like Calliope and then Kelly, you know what I mean? Like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just. I don't know. It's like just naming twins. It's like, you know, Zayden and Brayden. <laughs> she know this is worse. It, I know twins that are named Fred and Frederick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't Listen, know. I love Dame. I think he's I know you do. I think, yeah, Absolutely. I mean, yes. I just You wanted to fight my sister over fantasy because I she picked him. So yeah. So yeah, I know the love is there. But but that does not mean that we can't have some critical thinking about the fact that you literally named your twins same the name. same name. <laughs> you know that those twins are gonna get in trouble and they're just gonna be like, Kali. Wait, Kali <laughs> trying to yell at them. <laughs> they're going to look at each other. Is it me? Is it you? Is it me? Is it you? Who do they want? Yeah, I know. Because my, so my name is, you know, I'm Liz and I have a cousin whose middle name is Lee. Oh, my grandmother, you know, she didn't speak English. So she would be all Lee. And we're like, me and my cousin would look at each other and be like, does she want me? Does she want you? <laughs> so we'd have to be like, Again, you know, we'd have to yell, and she's like, "We'd be all Lise or Lee." Like we had to like really get her to, you know, tell us which one. In the end, she'd be like, "What's get it?" You know, she would just yell at all both. Who of cares? Us. Both of you. Yeah, yeah, we'd we'd both end up getting in trouble for like asking the question. So I can only imagine, <laughs> and we weren't twins, so I can only imagine these twins are going to have a bit of that situation happening. But we're still happy for them. They're an adorable family and um, super happy. And he looks, they they look really happy in their Instagram picture. That's where he, that's where I read the announcement yesterday. Yeah, it's on that. It's and don't they, they already have a little Dame Jr., right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the picture too. Um, okay, I kind of want to shift in gears. So Shaq got roasted this for is his- so funny. So he criticized Donovan Mitchell and the Twitterverse went- off and basically Donovan Mitchell I think had like an extraordinary like points game like they, they dropped 30 um and sh- during the post in the interview the NBA TNT on TNT interview Shaq asked Donovan you know he told him you are one of my favorite players but you don't have what it takes to get to the next level I said it on purpose and I want you to hear what you have to say about that and Donovan was just like all right <laughs> And so Shaq was like, okay, cool. That's it. And he's like, yeah, he's like that. He's like, that's it. I've been hearing about that, you know, since my rookie year. And so a lot of people were pissed at Shaq because they thought it was really disrespectful. 
And, you know, later uh, in a later interview, uh, Donovan Mitchell said, you know what, I don't want to make this game about me. You know, it was a team. uh, It's a team game. It's a team sport. We all put our time in and fine. If they don't like the way I play, that's fine with me. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing where, you know, he's like from where we started this season to where we're at now, we're really happy. Cause I think even Shaq had some problems with Rudy Gobert's contract and how much he's getting paid and what they're doing. And I don't know. I'm not trying to stick up for Shaq at all. I do. However, um, you know, I think that's just like his way of maybe motivating him. That's I don't old school. Know. That's old school parenting, man, right there. That was probably his dad telling him he was trash. And then, you know. but it, I think that's what he wanted to do. And I think it got like, it just doesn't, it doesn't hit. It doesn't hit Gen like Z. That. They don't play for, they don't fall for that bullshit. Yeah. I don't think it hit well. And I don't think Shaq was trying to be disrespectful. I think he was trying to like incentivize him. I'm not trying to say that what Shaq did was right. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, I'm like, like, should we really be mad? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like it's made a big deal that it needed to be. And I don't really think that, I think Shaq is honestly not that. He's not my favorite analyst on the oh. NBA TNT. Oh. I, I mean, Sorry. I, for entertainment, not for like. Yeah, I don't find him to be a good analyst on that. No, he's either. comic relief. Yeah, neither <laughs> oh, is Charles Mark, Barkley. Oh yeah, he's trash. Oh, Reggie there. Miller, Miller's <laughs> trash. Just for the comedy part. Yeah, know? yeah, they're comedic relief. That's exactly. Yeah, which I'm sorry, but in NBA T, the TNT crew is awesome though. That shows yeah. one that I will legitimately. Oh like, yeah, just, just to watch, watch for itself. Not watching the game. <laughs> like, yeah, I actually love watching it after the games are over and they go through all of the roster of games and the top. You know, I think that they have a lot. I love the show. I think it's entertaining and it brings you know, uh, analysis, but I've never thought of Shaq as being like my favorite analyst. Yeah. No. And, you know, and I actually don't really find a lot of players that become analysts to be people that I, you know, necessarily like Chris Weber. I can't stand hearing his oh, commentary. Same. Reggie Miller. I can't stand listening to his oh. commentary, you know, th- that's just, you know, my preference. Mm-hmm. That I can have an opinion like that, but I don't know like what Shaq was trying to do, um, and I don't really think that's fair to Donovan Mitchell or anybody that where it's like yeah. I just finished playing a game and that's what you're gonna ask me. He's so that, you don't even ask me. It's not he even, was trying to be yeah. funny. You could tell by his little smirk, Shaq's smirk. He was trying to be funny, and like Donovan know. was just like, okay. like that's not neither the time nor the place for this you know for what is we're talking about and it goes back to like you can understand why some of these players are like i really don't want to have to talk to the media if they're going to be harassing and that but at the same time i can kind of see like hey you know what you're sometimes you're going to get these types of criticisms but i just don't think that that was the forum or whatever he was trying to do so, just, like, why does Shaq think that that's his place to motivate Donovan Mitchell that way? Like, okay. <laughs> it's like Draymond it's thinks it's his place to motivate fucking Wiseman. I'm like, oh my God. Here. Okay. So, that double technical that happened, I'm, you know what? It couldn't happen to a better person. Let me tell you. Draymond <laughs> got a double technical. That but did you hear? Yeah, I heard that the ref went and apologized to Steve Kerr because they're like, oh, we didn't realize that he was talking to 
his teammate, we thought he was talking to one of us. And so that's why we teed him up. So he shouldn't have gotten that double technical. But you know what? If you want to play like you're that person that's going to be all in people's faces and doing shit that's going to get you technicals because you're a bad boy, then guess what? Couldn't that's what you're going to get. Person. Yeah. And also, too, it's like then don't motivate people by screaming at them <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, if you're going to be upset at what Shaq said in a pretty even keel conversation with Donovan Mitchell, then you should just be as upset with Draymond going so far on the court with a teammate that the refs gave him a technical because they thought it was so outrageous. So, you know what? I don't know. And that's the other thing too. If that's going to be with the reputation that you fall on and you get these technicals or fouls that maybe shouldn't go your way, well then or own it. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's stop normalizing, negging Thank people you. to motivate Thank them you. and like verbal abuse because that's old school. No mm-hmm. one does that shit no more. Give me frou-frou crystals, kisses, <laughs> spiritual <laughs> guidance. Like, yeah, well, let's also normalize that that's the type of nurturing environment that maybe people need now. They don't need to be yelled at. They're not in the army. Fuck the patriarch. Yeah, fuck the patriarchy. We don't need that shit. (laughs) Shaq's the Getty and tweet about it. Subtweet him. (laughs) (laughs) That's the day and age we live in now. Just send a shitty tweet later (sighs) and then have them be like, get in their head and be like, is that about me? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, So that happened. I think that was the only like, I don't know. That was one of the things that happened um, this week. It was actually, like I said, kind of quiet in, from what I was like scrolling, what have you. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is this Knicks and Nets only because I really am fascinated with this big Apple experiment and this narrative that's coming because you have a Knicks team. So you look at the Knicks and how bad they have been at trying to get players on their roster because no one wants to play there and their toxic environment with the Dolans and what have you. And the fact that, um, you know, when, uh, when their new coach Tibbs came in and they were worried that he was going to bench a lot of the young players to try to bring like the old heads to get more minutes. And he hasn't, he's really been, uh, working with the young players. Um, Kevin Knox even is getting like a ton of minutes. So you have uh, RJ Barrett, OB Toppin, you have um, a Quigley, um, uh, you know, you're seeing more uh, Julius Randall, who a lot of people kind of wrote off is really doing a, really well with this. So you're seeing this team that's showing flexibility and agility and blossoming. And right now I believe they're seven, eight out of 15 games. They beat the Celtics by 30 points. They beat the Warriors, you know, their losses have been like three to five points losses. So it hasn't been like below. They're holding in there. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're number eight. Right now in the East, the Nets have come down to number seven. They've had back-to-back losses against uh, Cleveland. Colin Sexton was like a possessed man. And the Cavs' Cavs defense was stifling. So you got like that happening. And then, you know, you have a Nets team that originally – did have more flexibility in how they played their roster, did have younger players, did have had a big man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Had that, that going on. Mm-hmm. And now they've kind of done this, you know, Miami heat, LeBron, D Wade, Bosch 
thing where they're bringing three big stars um, together and hoping that that's going to win. And if they don't win a championship with this roster, I mean, what does that mean for the Nets? You know, because they traded away a lot of key pieces to get what they got. They're the East's Clippers. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, so I just, I just figured, you know, it was, it's an inter, it's such an interesting storyline to me. I think just knowing how the culture of basketball is in New York, um, and how Brooklyn for such a long time, the Brooklyn Nets were that like underdog, that, uh, team that no one really cared about They didn't even play at Barclays. I think they started playing Barclays in the last three years because they were playing in New Jersey. Um, and so to see them come in and kind of, it's in like a reverse situation because like the Knicks, no one really is counting on them to, you know, they're just like, well, we'd be happy if they made the playoffs. And I think if they made the playoffs, they're probably going to be in that, that new setup where they do the one game to get in type of situation. Um, but it's just, I think it's interesting to see. And I think it's also the culture of winning, I think is more important right now with like, how the Nets are trying to do versus like that was the Knicks mentality and they're kind of more about like how do we grow our players and how do we get to a place where people maybe want to play with us again. <laughs> so I thought it was just an interesting narrative to pull out. And you know, my husband is a Knicks fan, loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Mm-hmm. And so we have these types of conversations because he honestly does not want to talk to the Lakers about the Lakers with me. <laughs> So I don't know. What was that? <laughs> is that it's one-sided basketball. Right. It is. It is. Um, but the um, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about the standings and some injuries on our next uh, segment. But I just figured we'd end our hot takes there. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about um, NBA stat standings and our fantasy basketball. So we will be right back. And we are back. So I thought it would be interesting to take a look at the NBA injuries and the NBA standings before we talk about our fantasy league, because amongst the fact that games have been postponed because of COVID protocols, um, there's also just like injury. And I think, Karen, you pointed it out um, in a text thread that we had that, you know, it's the fatigue of the, the hidden, body. Yeah. The hidden injury. Yeah, the is hidden the injury fatigue is of, the fatigue from depression, stress, mm-hmm. anxiety, social injustice, politics, mm-hmm. pandemic, mm-hmm. not to mention a shortened season. So these people didn't oh. have their normal rest and recovery. Break. Yeah. They couldn't be on their white yachts in the Poconos, you know, <laughs> couldn't be on the banana boat in Miami. <laughs> They didn't get the invite. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so here you like, I, and there's a, I believe regular season, it's a 15 man roster. So when you have teams like, uh, for instance, I'm looking at the Washington wizards mm-hmm. who have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 out. Okay. Alex Len, who just signed for a one-year contract to be brought onto the Wizards, is day-to-day. Okay. So they just signed someone who's day-to-day. Russell Westbrook is out. 
Um, I believe Bradley Beal's on that team. So he's pretty much the entire team making yeah. you know, 40 plus Look at the Heat. Teams. The Heat has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out. Oh, and then, I mean, and we're talking about key. I'm not saying that not everyone, not everyone is going to be a key player. Okay. There's a starting five for a reason, right? Right. But look at Portland Trailblazers. You got Yusuf, you got CJ McCollin and Zach Collins. Yeah. I mean, you got, that is major. The whole state of Florida. If you look <laughs> at the magic too. Right. I'm just like, man. Yeah. Cause the Orlando magic one, two, three, four, five, six. And that's, that includes Markel uh, Fultz. Yep. Uh, I mean, let's see. Oakland, okay. Oakland city thunder. Whatever. <laughs> but do you think like, the wizards are out because all the insurgents brought their fucking COVID to DC? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Yeah, but like Tyler Heroes had neck spasms for a while. I don't know, Jimmy Butler, COVID protocols. COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, Meyer Leonard's has a shoulder. Uh, let's see, the Grizzlies. Finally, um, John Morant is back, but we saw his injury when. It oh, and then he got awful. hurt again on court. It was like, whoo. My ass cheeks clenched real quick. Oh, (laughs) oh, I mean, they either need to have like the Lakers. um, It says here that Anthony Davis is day to day. And so is LeBron. LeBron's just old. Okay. Sorry. I'm not saying he's washed. He's not washed. He's just old. Come on. Fuck. He's old. Let's all agree that he's old. That's it. Yeah. And you know, if he wants to fucking take a day off, he should take a day off. (laughs) Get some sleep. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, his hair is looking real bad too. Oh, I thought it got better. Ha- you know whose hair is looking bad? It's KD. Oh I yeah, giant oh, bald girl. spot. Oh girl, oh, the patchy on his face, and then like he's got a bald spot big time in the back. It's just because I noticed that they need a hair growth sponsor. <laughs> plug plugs for the plugs. Not much money. You should not look that that rough. Let's see. He's exactly. rocket. I, I don't make that much money. I get that rough. Okay. Yeah. yeah same. You know, in Utah, you're in New York and LA. Yeah. Castor oil ain't expensive. Come on. <laughs> The Houston Rockets have uh, what, four, John Wall is out again. I mean, that poor guy. But they just picked up Victor Oladipo. So, I mean, they're in the last place. We'll talk about the standings. Um, Golden State Warriors seem to be able to be fine right now. They have the three out. Of course, Clay is a huge piece, um, and I miss him. He just posted recently. He was on a boat in a lake with his bulldog, and <laughs> it was and it said the rig, and I lived for it. <laughs> He put his bulldog in the boat. And I'm just thinking that poor bulldog is like. They're inseparable. I know. They're so adorable. Um, Dallas Mavericks. So, I mean, we're talking about, I mean, Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum has had COVID for a while now. So I'm hoping like he's doing better at this point. Um, So, yeah. So we've had, so you think about like postponed games because of protocols and then you think about actual injuries um i don't know like there are no signs of slowing this down so and it's kind of crazy to think you're seeing like these full-on sports happening when you keep hearing about covid raging so it's just i don't know i mean i'm watching so 
would say about that, what that says about me. Um, let's see that then I wanted to move into the standings really quick because not that, I mean, we're still pretty far. I mean, there's a lot of movement that can still happen, but from the West coast, we got, um, I mean, the Clippers are in first place followed by LA and then the jazz who really moved up. I'm I'm actually quite impressed that Portland's in fifth place. I'm not going to lie. Kendall. Good for them. But why is the Clippers first? Uh, I think they just won. Because uh, I, I know Allie. Like ahead of the Lakers. Because yeah. <laughs> I think the Lakers uh, lost to the Warriors. So that might have brought them down there. Um, yeah, I'm pretty impressed with the fact that Portland is in fifth. Yeah, me too. Um, they started off like total dog shit. This yeah, no, it was not good. Um, I was hoping that the Pelicans would be in, in better position, mm-hmm. but they are not. <laughs> I mean, they have Zion. They have B.I. They have like a lot of, I mean, even Ball. Like Ball was injured for a while, but it's like his brother is killing it. And he, I don't know what's going on there. It's like, must, you know, maybe they, again, the stress or fatigue or something like that. Um, so I'm very. Maybe they shouldn't have gotten rid of their coach who actually oh, had them kind of doing well in a bubble during a weird season. I don't know. Right. Yeah, that's a good call. That's definitely a good call. Um, so I'm, yeah, so I'm a little bit surprised where the Pelicans are in this and I'm a little bit, I'm not too surprised about the Warriors being in ninth place because frankly, they were in last place for a long time. Yeah. Kerr Kerr even said we're mediocre out loud. So hopefully that kind of, you know, verbal abuse will help (laughs) (laughs) that tongue lashing. Um, and then uh, looking at the East, you got the Sixers in first place, the Pacers, uh, the Bucks. I'm surprised the Bucks are in their place. Like, the Bucks I are so boring. They're not looking good. I'm just happy I have Giannis. Um, let's see. And then you know we got Boston, Cleveland in fifth mm-hmm. is Cray Banana. Okay. Um, and then you have the Hawks, which I feel like they should be doing better than they're at because Trey's been they they're, they're pretty healthy. They're a pretty healthy team. They got a ton um, of people too. They yeah, yeah. Because I think they just got Clint Capella as well in that trade with Houston. They were able to pick him up because I, so. I know I know Eric Gordon was really pissed. Like he, Eric Gordon, I think is the like last remaining of that crew still in Houston. Um, cause uh, Clint just went to the Hawks. Um, and then you got the Brooklyn Nets at seventh place, which is shocking that's with all the, the hype. That's the sh- most shocking one. That is shocking. Still very young in the season. I get it. And, you know, we're talking about these, we got superstars, so I have a feeling they'll turn it around, but still a little shocking to see. Um, and then the, the Knicks not being in last place is always like not shocking. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so those are the standings. I mean, looking, I thought it was good to look at the injuries relative to like postponement games to kind of give an idea of like where these people are placing and, you know, how it might shake out, um, with the shockers being like the nets and Portland being as high ranked as they are and stuff like that. So with that, we're going to talk about our fantasy basketball league because trying to set a lineup, 
in this chaos is a fucking nightmare. So nightmare. A total nightmare. Um, Rip City Rollers is still kicking ass in first place. Um, Marcy, a.k.a. Leo. (laughs) Right. Commissioner needs to do an investigation there. Um, Though, Karen, you're in fourth place, which is good. Not bad. I'm in fifth. Greg's it. The hell? Well, half my last was on COVID. (laughs) And then I keep forgetting to set my lineup. I am crushing your husband, though. So, okay. (laughs) I think it's because he forgot to set his lineup on Monday when it was like every team was playing on that day. So that I think you'll have a reprieve. How did he forget MLK Day? Come on. (laughs) Well, how does he forget when... I hand out fantasy tips and the number one is set your lineup. I'm fine with it. <laughs> like I keep losing. I'm like, I don't know to tell you. You need to diversify your bench. Um, I would just say number one tip is to set your lineup. It's numero uno. And number two um, would be just look at the waiver wire and look at the injury list and try to <laughs> try to put, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but setting your lineup and maybe just looking where you need uh, numbers and then maybe putting, look at the stat lines and see how you can match up. That's it. That's it. Good. Tips. Um, those are the tips. Karen. Yes. You have some mama money updates for Let's us. Talk. Lay Let's it on talk, us. guys. Let's so, talk money. Let's talk money. Well, what inspired me was I saw this tweet on the 18th and uh, Darren Roval tweets in July 2010, the Warriors were purchased for an NBA record of 450 million. Today, mm-hmm. they're worth 5.2 billion. And he does a little chart showing like at least the top 10 NBA teams and their values. So number Mm -hmm. one, guess who number one's at? The Lakers? Lakers? The Knicks. Oh, yeah. 5.42 bill, right? Second is uh, Warriors at 5.21. Third is? The Lakers. At 5.14 billion, the team that asked for a PPP loan. Let's all remember that. Even back. <laughs> uh, the Nets at 3.4 bill, and then the Celtics at 3.18. A lot of East, yeah. East Coast money over there. They Well, I mean, they were mecca of basketball for a while, especially with MSG. Right. Plus, MSG owns like their channels. Mm-hmm. that they play on. So I think that also comes into play with the assets. Interesting. Yes. And so I want to level set there because then I want to talk about WNBA teams. Okay. And there's Let's a few articles out there on how to buy one, what their value is, mm-hmm. things like that. So I want, I want you guys to keep those numbers in okay. your head as we talk about some money breakdown here for All WNBA right. billions. Team. Remember billions guys, 5.2 billions, billions, billions. Okay. Yes. So at this time where some of these articles were written a few years back, okay. one of them was like, okay, the salary cap for a WNBA team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm like looking through my shit. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were pausing for effect. I was like, did everyone freeze? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay, wait, let me go back. Let's not talk. Okay, okay, okay. How to start a WNBA franchise, which I found on the interwebs. Okay. okay. And what it's saying is that mm-hmm. uh, you need about a million to push payroll because player mm-hmm. salaries are below average 100K per person. Wow. Compared to the fact that NBA players are paid 50% of their league's revenue. So if an NBA team is valued at billions, 5 billion per se, half of that goes just to player salaries compared to WNBA. Whoa, that's a big difference. (laughs) So the fact that the compl- or people are saying they're well one we have 112 uh, teams 144 mm-hmm. roster mm-hmm. spots why can't more people buy wnba teams it's a lot cheaper than nba teams and aren't this aren't isn't seattle talking about bringing back an nba team like they are come yeah. on guys yeah no it doesn't add a this. it does well, not well also the fact that um what was i going to say well I believe, which was an interesting fact because you, I think you said the Nets were number four, four or four on that list that you mentioned when they just recently got sold and it went through really smoothly and quickly. Like it was like mo- a lot of times because all the owners have to approve a sale. Okay. And they have to go through all this logistics. And the fact that they the nets were sold so quickly, I mean, no one really made a fuss. It was just sold, done. Whereas I believe, because WNBA is also part of the NBA, they would also have to have like the owners agree. So what, now that the Atlanta Dream has been sold, they probably all have to, all the owners have to agree that they're going to be sold. Mm-hmm. So if it is that easy to buy a team, then perhaps what's really stopping is the owners. And the owners are kind of shit people, really. Yeah. No, I agree with you. (laughs) They kind of are. Um, And so that is where really we're seeing that that's where it's stopping, like probably Oakland getting a team or it's probably going to be easier for Seattle to get a team that they lost, right? They lost the Sonics. But technically they're, they moved to OKC. Yeah. So I don't even think it's like a loss of a team. Well, they lost the team that way, but they can't buy them back. No, but they, but it's, but it's probably going to be easier for them to get a new team than it is for Oakland to get WNBA, even though the cost, uh, of entry to have a team is on the lower end than it is for NBA. And therefore um, it's goes back to the owners. Interesting. Cause I think it takes uh, one article, one source says it's 10 million to start a WNBA franchise. So I'm assuming that's from scratch. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's probably how the aces cause the, I think the aces are the new team, the newest team. In there so and go fund me, and let's all just be part owners right. of the team in Oakland. I it's well, again, let's say we were to do that. If the owners don't agree on letting us buy a team, then we can't buy it, then they won't, we won't do it. Then we'll just we'll <laughs> start our own league, we'll storm the WNBA capital, and <laughs> <laughs> because it our way. how do we know how much the aces were purchased for? Did mm. we know the number? Mm-mm. I don't, I, I don't see remember that. seeing the number, but yeah, they were able to be bought. Right. So they were created. Right. 
And if you're saying 10 mil from scratch. Yep. Um, Let's see. And then, so there's one article I was reading about like LeBron purchasing a team. Cause that those conversations were being had with the dream is that if you look at numbers and revenue earned by on average, so if the start of a franchise is 10 mil, mm-hmm. potentially the revenue is 13 points, like it would be up to 13.7. Mm, okay. right, right, right. And LeBron made 40 mil this year. So he could, he could buy a team on his own. Well, actually Kyrie could maybe buy it, even a team because yes. I know he's been supporting the WNBA in a lot of ways, you know, paying countless amounts of money. Um, so that could be a potential. I'm just saying, boys, you want to put your money where your mouth is? Money Mama is talking to you and saying the upside to owning a WNBA team is looking good. (laughs) Do it. The Oakland Monarchs. I'm going to stick to that. (laughs) Stick, stick, stick to whatever you want to stick to. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know that about the the percentage for the players in the NBA. That's nuts. Yeah. And that's not including endorsements or what their yep. salary is. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I mean, we always talk about it's not equal pay. So, and Jimmy Butler, if you are listening... You, I know you want to do that. I know you want to like show equal equality. That's another way. Yeah. You know, build a team for your daughter. In Miami? Yeah. To either play on or own. There isn't it. Wait, wait, is there a Florida team? Is there, there's no Florida WNBA. Interesting. The, 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 what the Miami mammies. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely would be like, no. <gasps> well, thank you. Thank you, Mama Money. Yeah, you know, let's, you know. I like putting little... that in a perspective. That is good perspective. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to take our hoops off. So we'll be right back. And we are back for the final segment, the hoops off, where we get one minute each to rant about something, take our hoops off and get ready to fight. And I'm going to start and I'm going to go. Let me know, Karen. Three, two. Now. Okay. I'm going to take my hoops off about app notifications. There are too many notifications. And not only that, yes, I know I can turn off notifications, but they make it so hard to find where you can go and turn off the notifications. Okay. I get notifications if so, if so-and-so from your contacts has joined this thing or Wayfair found a bread box that you might be interested in, or, you know, so-and-so starting a room and you might want to talk in it. I'm like, okay, I don't need an emails notification. It's like, oh my God, it is so, my phone literally is continuously vibrating. And every time I go in to try to close off notifications, it's like the hunt for the red October because I am (laughs) underwater trying to find a submarine and I cannot find how to turn this shit off. So please, please apps. I'm going to start deleting you. That's what's going to happen next. 
That's my song. Cancel culture. Delete. I mean, for everything, everything. I'm just like, I, I'm gonna, I, I, I can't. I can't. And I can't do it all. I can't go into a room, tweet, reply, and go like a new post all at the same time. It's like one or the other people stop. Yeah. So developers. And then they, they hit you with notifications and then they send an email about it too. And so then you get that notification. <laughs> it's too much. Worst. It's too many fucking notifications. I so the unsubscribing from all the spammy crap in my, I, oh, it, it's never ending. It's never ending. Cause I even, I went into Instagram to turn off the notifications and it, I went down a rabbit hole because it says pause all notifications. Okay. I paused it, but that doesn't turn it off. Then you have to go into each individual thing and off, 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 off. And I'm just like, holy guacamole. And I work in social. So I have about five different people I'm logged in at as, and I'm just like, I need a break. <laughs> Sorry, Marie Kondo, on. those notifications and emails for <laughs> sure. Bring you joy. <laughs> all right. Yeah. That's going to spark joy is turning off all the notifications. Kendall, you are next. Are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one, go. Okay. So I'm going to talk about how I've become extremely annoyed, not with the fact that celebrities are all getting the vaccine as PSAs. But the part where they're in their little videos and they turn to the nurse and they go, that's it. And (laughs) they force the nurse to have to go, that's it. Come on. It's like, what were you expecting her to like be like, bend over now. I got to shove something up your ass or like, (laughs) got to eat this pine cone now. Like it's a vaccination shot. Have you ever gotten a flu shot? It's the same thing. Like I get, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not pissed off about the fact that celebrities are doing this to like educate people. It's the whole, the interaction of the, that's it. That's it. Like, like, I'm just so annoyed by it for some reason. I don't know why. I just can't take anymore. <laughs> that dumbass interaction between them. And I feel bad for the nurses who probably had to answer that every time. <laughs> it's so annoying to me. Look, celebrities have to make it drama. They can't just do something. Right. Right. Or it's called drama. Or it's patronizing. Like, oh, that's it. Look, I don't have a microchip and the government isn't like tracking me and I'm not a zombie. I don't know. (laughs) I just imagine those poor nurses are like, they're giving the shot and they're like, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. He's going to go, is that it? And I'm going to have to go, that's it. Like, you know, in their head, they're just thinking that. Oh, God. Oh. I just, I know it's not super stupid, but I just, hey. I saw Al Roker getting a vaccination the other day and he did that. And I was like, I don't know why, but that just really annoyed the shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's not like a knife stabbing you. <laughs> I'm like, like, what are they expecting to come next? Like, what? What are you? <laughs> <laughs> a butterfly, a monarch. Yeah, like it's nope, true. What if what of a what if a nurse was just like, no, that's not it. Actually, I'm gonna need you to strip down naked and go out in the parking lot <laughs> and then bend over and let the sunshine shine on your asshole because that's the second part of the sex. <laughs> like, that's phase two. <laughs> phase two. <laughs> 
sit there like, is that, that's it. I'm glad you asked. It's not. (laughs) I'm going to have to need you (laughs) to go and piss in this jar. And then take it outside, (laughs) drink it while looking directly into the sun. (laughs) You need to make that content, Kendall. You got to make that content. (laughs) I need you to come back. We're going to dilate your eyes even more. (laughs) Then that's that's phase two. Then phase three. Well, you know what? I'll let you do that first and then come back. Seriously. Oh my gosh. It's it's all about the drama. It's all about the drama. Karen, are you ready to bring us home? Always. Three, two, one, go. Men, especially celebrity men, men on TV, men in politics, turn your notifications on for this hoops off. Okay. Step up your game. Hygiene, clothing. You are on TV. Women are required so much to have nice outfits, do our hair, have great bodies. What about y'all? Okay. I see those hairlines in the NBA. I see your salaries. Castor oil is not expensive. And I know you could afford plugs. And baby boys. Okay. Yes, beards are sexy. They are so 21st century. However, you got patches? Don't even. (laughs) Or plug that in if you want it so bad. And then come on, men of politics, you have access just like your ladies who step their monochromatic game on to dress nice. You guys were in a sea of black and boring, okay? Like Mm -hmm. politics will be boring now because you know the dumpster trash is out. So let's see it in the fits. Let's bring it. That's all I wanna ask. I love it. I love it. They need to bring it with the fits. Thank you. You need and a toenail clipper, uh, <laughs> fungal nice fade, cream. fungal cream, <laughs> everything. Yeah. Go buy that JLo beauty line. You know, mm-hmm. A-Rod using it. He's starting to look young again. So come okay. on. Okay. <laughs> A-Rod is definitely regressing in age. Like, yeah, so. He's yeah. definitely, yeah. The, the roids. He, he's doing something <laughs> with that JLo creams. <laughs> eating it (laughs) morning smoothie (laughs) yeah he's definitely getting the j-lo essence he's got the the dad bod going he's yeah good on him good on him and with that we're gonna close up shop kids that is it for today's episode we want to thank everybody for listening and we want to make sure that you remember to subscribe and review us and download the good news uh podcast app where you can get the premiere of our show um follow us on our social handles uh, direct message us through there. We're at um, Twitter on at the Hoops Talking Pod and on Instagram on the Hoops Talking. We do have a YouTube. I might be able to put some clips there, but we're always doing some clips. We're on TikTok. Um, yeah, we are racing into the new year. Page turned. We're excited and we really want to thank everyone for listening. And as always, ladies, how do we want to keep it? We want to keep it Sweaty and petty. We out.